Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a crowd podcast. Hello, Deck. Hello, George. How are you? I am very, very good, buddy. Very good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, it's been a good weekend for boxing. Do you know what I've also started doing, George? Christmas decorations. Nah, not yet. I, I've, I've, I've put that off for a week, but um, I'm seeing people do it in November. Going in November now, and that seems very normal. That's you, is it, George? Anyway, well, it's, it's not me. It's my household. But yeah, what, they're up already. There are they? Well, they're down. They're out the loft already. Okay. Yeah, that's the first stage. But I'm. I'm not worrying about Christmas decorations at the moment because I'm worrying about, I read somewhere that, you know, back in the day, or actually probably still now, it's like have five portions of fruit and veg a day. Apparently what you should actually do now to have optimal health is eat 30 different plants a day. Yeah, it sounds hard. It's actually much easier than it sounds. You plug in athletics greens again. No, I mean, they do- We're not getting paid for this one. No, they do uh, hit you, they do hit you with low, but yeah, like- Give it a go and listen. There'd be some listeners. It's the new thing. And I was Thir- like, 30 different, 30 different plants. Um, okay. Caleb plant doesn't count. Uh, well, I haven't got done 30 yet. Maybe, I'll tell you what, let's reconvene next week and I'll list off the 30 that I did. But anyway, we've got loads of boxing to talk about. Before we talk about the boxing this weekend though, George, I just wanted to touch on the fallout from the Groves Frotch along and the whole, the whole event, which went down a storm yeah. for, uh, for, for us. I think last count we had, getting on for half a million sort of views and clicks and whatnot across all the platforms that we, uh, that we sort of sit on. Um, that sounds amazing like a, sol- a solid number. Yeah. Ideally a pound, a pound of view would have been good. <laughs> yeah, I think we're a bit there. short of that, but um, yeah, no, I think people enjoyed the old uh, frotch pieces, the 10 year anniversary bit bats mm. and spit spats. And um yeah, lovely. Uh, got another one next year, Deck. Another anniversary, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, that'll be Wait fun as well. May, that'll be good. Yeah, that'll be fun to watch. Um, yeah, we're, okay, we'll do that. But anyway, if you haven't seen that, obviously it's on the YouTube, on Boxing News YouTube. It's on all our normal platforms for the audio versions as well. Um, mad on t- on the Insta, well, on all the socials, that there's still a split. It's massively in the favour of that stoppage was ridiculous, but there's still some people who go, that stoppage was legit. And then for me... The worst type of person falls in the middle and they go, yeah, the stoppage is wrong, but he was going to get to him anyway. Or, but 
you made loads of money in the rematch, so why are you moaning? And it's like, fucking hell. Is that, that's, my, that's the worst person for me. I'll those. tell you where you never saw them comments is yeah. at the bottom of our watch-along. So <laughs> people have got to watch the watch-along. Watch the watch-along is yeah. so good. Uh, it's, it's the best bit of content that we put out that week, in mm. my humble opinion. So invest in that. Um, there's no frotch in that one, so maybe it's a little bit biased, but... It's good content, I promise you that. So it's if allowed. you haven't got onto the watch along yet, hit the watch along. Watch the fight. You get to watch the whole fight. Thank mm. you, Matchroom. Thank you, Sky Sports. Of course. Speaking of uh, Matchroom, they had a big show in Dublin. We're going to start in Dublin where Katie Taylor got revenge, exacted revenge in a fight against Chantal Cameron that was not without his controversy, but... She won a majority decision, 95-95, 98-92, which is mad, 96-94. Mm. So she won 2-1 on the card, or two and a draw on the cards. She's now the undisputed light welterweight champion, meaning that she's now undisputed champ at two weights, which is incredible feat. Um, let's just start. What did you, do you, what did you think of that decision? It's a close fight. We happy with Katie Taylor winner? Yeah, I, I thought she won Katie Taylor. Um... But these, these, I mean, women's boxing, I think, is much harder to score at times than the men's boxing. It's all like 100 miles an hour. It's over two minutes. So, you know, sometimes someone will have a good minute and then someone else has the other half of the round and it's over. You're like, oh. Um, the margins was, are tiny, aren't they? And you don't like to give even rounds. like. Mm. But the first, especially in the first half, I think the first round... Um, I think I gave it to Taylor. I think the commentator, maybe Barry Jones, gave it to Cameron. And I think it, but it could have gone either way, you know? Uh, and there was definitely another round, maybe two or three, the same. Uh, you know, I think, I can't remember if I actually went out on a limb and had a prediction before this fight. But I remember, even if it was just playing devil's advocate going, don't write Katie Taylor off, you know? Um, because... She needs to make adjustments in the rematch. She might be able to make those adjustments. And it's a different fight, especially over two minutes. She doesn't seem to have that sort of endurance that a lot of the other champions in and around the weight she's fought before. She doesn't seem to have that. I think she she looks like she has to work a lot harder in the second half of the fight, you know, um, especially this time against Cameron, who's, I think, a naturally bigger lady. Um and she has that style where she just sort of, she wants to steamroll you. But Taylor was much better this time around, much cleaner um, in her execution. So the punches were, were, were landing cleaner and then the defensive movements were much cleaner. They were, and it wasn't as ragged. She wasn't like trying to leap around the ring, getting out of the way of, of Cameron and getting caught in corners or on ropes. She was just um, dropping back, dropping back, dropping back. And when she sprung in, she's springing with threes maybe even four shots finishing even finishing with the straight shots at times she would finish the exchange which I thought was was impressive Cameron's always dangerous she's always there she can't match Taylor for hand speed or foot speed but she can you know she's coming in behind that high guard she worked head and body really well and she had a lot of success herself and um, she's up against it isn't she Deck because it's like Mm. It's Ireland, isn't it? You know, that arena and everyone in it, you feel like is there for Katie Taylor. Um, 
how do you interpret like tell me what you think about the arena i get what you're saying and that's a very good point and we've had a few comments saying it's hard to go there and get a result but she cameron did get a result in the first fight i thought she taylor although taylor was better in the second fight and you mentioned adjustments and if you remember when she boxed delphine Pursun, she arguably lost the first fight in new york and then rematched her and bashed her in the rematch so she made adjustments in that fight and she did so here I didn't think Cameron was as good this time around I know she got cut on high on the head um, I, I was expecting her to be far more dominant in this fight maybe that was partly Taylor or partly her I'm not sure if there's anything to do with the arena or the atmosphere because Cameron handled it so well last time and it was probably worse for her last time um, uh, but there was a bit more pressure on her. This is the first time as a pro that Katie Taylor's been an underdog in a fight as well. So that kind of changes it. Cameron goes there as, the, as obviously as the champion, but as the the winner in the first fight, different um, pressure. I did. I did want to ask you, George, about the commentary and the broadcasting. As much as I hate to dig out fellow sort of journalists in that sense, but felt very Katie Taylor centric. Not not saying they were going, oh yeah, you know, Katie. But the whole thing was, this is the Katie Taylor show. This is. This is Dublin, this is Ireland, which it is to an extent. But at the same time, Chantal Cameron's a defending champion. She won the first fight. It just felt a little bit biased, I must say. You know, so the comms is Mike Costello, Darren Barker and Andy Lee. And I think they're all exceptional and they're very good at what they do. And they did a very good job in calling the action as they see it. Andy Lee in particular... Um, but you can just tell it's not the same excitement in his voice as where, when Cameron's having success as Taylor's yeah, having success. Yeah, that's fair so enough, isn't it? He, I mean, he's compromised because he has an, uh, an affection for, for Taylor. Like, he has a connection with her. I'm not sure if it's just he's proud of her or if they've worked together before or whatnot, but you can see... I mean, he calls her Katie the whole time through. Like, and I... And so it's, it's like that familiarity, you know, Um so that 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 you know that that might sway you know the the viewer at home. It's not going to sway the judges ringside. What will sway uh, sway them is is every time Taylor has success, the the arena erupts. It is it is what it is. Like we've seen it before. I've seen it before with with fighters in particular where people get very excited, very giddy. You know that that used to be Anthony Joshua five six years ago. Um, you know you'd have Bellew. Um, commentating and it's not Joshua it's AJ and it's uh, you know you can hear friends talking about friends and the joy in their voice whether they're calling it straight or not um, I think they did I think they did a professional job but yeah sure Andy was very very excited when uh, he's watching t- and it's hard because sometimes that creeps in in, in, in the British sort of commentary lot when you've got always a Brit fighting uh, a Venezuelan or a Mexican or you know even American or someone who's come over a foreigner but sure it's it's, it's Cameron who's come to Ireland but you think you know it's still a British broadcast more so than an Irish broadcast and uh, yeah you wouldn't you sort of think that it wouldn't quite be that way but it was. It was. I, I, I think it was. There's no. Mm. There's no. You know. No crime done. No. No. I don't. I'm not. I'm not Doesn't picking on the it. Fight. And Doesn't I don't think fight, it affects it? the fight. No. Um, and uh, if you're listening at home, you're just the, the three guys you can hear on comms are very good at their job. Um, if you are a Cameron fan, 
you I can imagine you're sitting home pissed off because you're like Andy Lee, who's supposed to be impartial, is very excited about Taylor having success. Uh, but you feel that way when you're on the other side, you know. So, but other than that, it didn't make a slight bit of difference. We had a message from Luke Brown who said, Chantal Cameron been treated unfairly in my opinion. Everything seems to have happened in Taylor's terms and after winning the first fight, I think that's unfair for Cameron. Um, I sort of know what he means. Obviously, she won the first fight and then she has to go back to Dublin. I guess that's the most lucrative option going to Dublin and selling out all that, that arena. They're not going to do that over here. Or maybe they would have, but there didn't seem to be much um, chance or prospect of it not being in Dublin again. Also, Cameron had asked for it to be at lightweight so she could win Taylor's belts or at least have a chance at them. And it was like, no. And again, it was all on her time. And Katie Taylor is the star. So I get it. But after what happened in the first fight, I thought that Cameron might just get a little bit more credit, a little, a little bit more respect in that sense um but nah, you know having nah, said that it's not happening deck no Never happening. Uh, <laughs> having, having said that it's a it was a close fight that could have gone over way and i don't really see anyone complaining about it certainly not in our in our comments um dave mitchell said thank you think you can argue any result in the taylor fight i know they don't affect the results but the bias comms made it a tough watch for me though so dave dave agrees but you're right 10 twos all action like that kind of draw straws who who wins in the end don't you it's like it could have literally could have, i i scored it a draw personally it could have been a draw could have yeah. been one either way for, for each of them. Um, yeah, yeah no they the female female fighters to say it bluntly don't hit each other hard enough to have that effect rarely in a fight where someone is buzzed and wobbled in a round whether they go down or not or what but they don't. So you're just looking for eye-catching shots, but the shots just bounce off each other's head. I saw um, Chantel Cameron land an, uh, an uppercut on, on Katie Taylor, and it was like a full-blooded right uppercut. And it, it doesn't slow it either down for a split second. Like, And, I, just, and that was, I remember seeing that shot and thinking, there's no difference. You know, They just land good shots or they don't. No shot has an effect. You never see a, a woman at this level get caught and then have to retreat for for thirty seconds. You're like, oh, this has played played a part, or maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being ignorant, but um, rare. It must be rare. Rarely will you see it. Um, so it is really hard to score around. It's only two minutes, so you think it's kind of easier to like pay attention for two minutes rather than paying attention for three minutes if you're trying to score, uh, you know, around. But if a combination, if you know, if, if Taylor has the the better first half, the better minute, and there's like two, maybe three exchanges, they're both landing, but you think Taylor's shots are cleaner, and then the same happens in the next minute, but for Cameron, it's almost impossible, and you don't want to end up with draws time and time again. But I think that that's how you can end up with vastly different scores. You know, mm. one at it five five, one at it eight two. Now there's a, there's a knockdown in the first round deck. Uh, mm, what did you what point. did you make it? Well, I didn't. No, well, let me rephrase that. Mm. Taylor goes down in the first round, scored a no knockdown. Um, but lots of people online I know were uh, making a case thinking that was a knockdown. How did you interpret that? When I first saw it, I was like, well, that's a clear knockdown. She's been hit by a punch and she's on the floor. But then the argument is that the feet were caught in some way. Cameron like Cameron was standing on a foot or something, and so. 
it wasn't really the punch that had the effect. It would have been the foot and then she was unable to move. It looked like a knockdown to me. I was astounded by how quickly the ref decided that it wasn't. It was just like, I'll go, get up, keep, carry on. I was like, what? Hold on, set. That looked like a legit knockdown. I mean, again, ref's in there to do a job and he has to make a decision straight away. You know, if he, if she got a count, I don't think there would have been much complaining. Look, It looked like, it was only a jab, I think, but but she she was over. It looked to me like, without seeing the replay, I thought she'd trod on her toe and hit her and she'd gone up. Because the way she falls, especially with a jab, it's not a, like a, it's not a shot. It didn't look like a shot that would close your eyes and mm. momentarily unconscious and you've lost your leg and you've gone on, you know, you've dropped. It looked like she went backwards she sort of fell down, got straight back up. So I'm assuming the referee, he might not have even seen the feet, but just, just going off the angle of her, the way she fell, going, ah, oh, no knockdown. They have to do that in the moment. But when you watch the replay back, I don't think the feet come together or the feet, she doesn't step on her toe and she does land the shot and she does go down. So, mm. I mean, there is an argument that, you know, that could have been a 10-8 round for, for Cameron. If you're, it depends how you scored that first round. If you gave that first round to Taylor, but you're going, well, Cameron, but Cameron got a knockdown. It's not a nine-nine. We'll just flip it ten-eight. You see, I mean, it would. I mean, in the first round, it can really sort of throw you off your game plan, I suppose. But yeah, or, or could have galvanized Taylor more. You know, yeah. you never know. It could have gone one of one or one or the other way. Amit did say, had it been declared a knockdown for Katie Taylor in round one. She said, he, he said, I don't think it was for the record as her foot was connected with uh, Cameron. You think it would have changed the fight in any way? What an epic night of boxing. Um, I mean, it would have changed the fight. It's just impossible to say how. It's a bit like with, the, it's a bit like with you, you and Froch in the first fight. The stoppage, cha- like if, that, if, that, if he hadn't stopped it at that fight, at that point, something else would have happened. Who knows? Taylor might have run away with it, got off the floor and ran away with it because you're like, oh shit, I'm behind here. Um, but she didn't. Um, I don't know if Cameron will feel aggrieved by that this like this morning. I don't know. She didn't seem to be... A no- nobody really seemed I, to be screaming up. Have you seen any any interviews of Cameron after? No. Mm. Yeah, me neither. I don't know if she just went... Because I, I, I assume now, George, that it has to be uh, has to be a third fight. It has to be a rubber match now. Yeah, I think... Again, I don't think Cameron's in a particularly strong position. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? So, but they want it at Croke Park... Um, I'm not sure what the capacity is for there, but it must be must be huge. Yeah, must be huge. So, um, and, you know, Chantel Cameron fits the bill. She'll have to come in again as the challenger. They could do it a lightweight. That could be fun, couldn't they? Or if they don't do it a lightweight, will Taylor vacate some of these lightweight belts? And then we'll see some, 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 some new champions. I mean, they all must be itching to get hold of, you know, one yeah. of them lightweight belts. But, um... She does hold all the all the marbles, all the coins, all the all the cards. What else could you hold, deck? Um, mm, belts. Belts. She has all the belts. She's so definitely got all the belts. But yeah, 82,000 Croke Park holds. So you're backing yourself something massive there. Mm. Um, 82,000 is a big old number. Um, I'm not sure if the Cameron third fight is sort of star-spangled enough for that. Um, I remember the talk of Serrano back in the day, the Serrano rematch being the Croke Park fight. I'm not sure, really. And you're right. Cameron barely held any of the sort of negotiating chips when she won the first fight, let alone now she's lost the second one. Taylor might be like, fuck that. Can't, like, I've, I've won now. I'm, I'm, I've, I've won the last fight. So let's move on to something else. Um, just a word on revenge, George, because obviously it was a, 
met most people had written Taylor off. Bookies had written her off. I mean, the Irish, many of the Irish fans thought she could do it, but all common sense pointed towards a, a second Cameron win in probably more impressive style. And Taylor totally flipped that. How much do you think that idea of like revenge was the the sort of fuel for her? Like how much do you think she was motivated by needing to get needing to get her own back? It's a legacy defining fight, legacy defining win for her. She's avenged a loss. She never had to do that. Um it's winning new belts and new weight. I think I don't think there would have been any other fight that would have interested her. So long as she believed she could she could beat Cameron and, and I'm sure she did and she and she's gone out and done that. So I think revenge would have it's a logical fight for it's not always that the case, you know, in, in other aspects and other fights, in, you know, maybe going straight back in with a rematch ain't the right move, you know, you want to go a different route, you might need to rebuild first. Um but I think we're there's miles on the clock for, for Katie Taylor. She's had big fight after big fight. It's unprecedented for women's boxing, you know. Not sure what what mileage looks like in in female boxing. Maybe she's got another five years in her because women are built different to men. Or maybe you know she's she's had the hard fights. She's had the tough fights. She's had the hard camps, and the mental battle is still the same with your men or women. And you know, will she keep rising to the occasion? Still get herself through camp? I'm not sure. But um, I think it was the almost like the career career defining win. That box is tick. One of the toughest boxes to tick. And maybe that's it. Who knows? I don't think so. I think she loves boxing from and through by, mm. by the seams of it. You know, like Eddie Hearn was very excited to be in Ireland. Um, Ed Sheeran was ringside. Yeah. Apparently he's into boxing. Ed Sheeran's grandfather was, I think, the, the competition secretary for the Fitzroy Lodge in Amateur Boxing Club in South London. Really? According to uh, Mike Costello. Uh, ringside who also box for the for the Fitzroy Lodge so, so he's a Bill. box he's a boxing man is Ed Sheeran get him on the pod <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Darren Barker had a picture with him and said that he's the second favourite ginger after you no after Jerry Hallowell so I didn't even make top two <laughs> I didn't want to message in and say you must be th- third uh, yeah how many how many people are on this list? Do I even qualify now? Because I'm sort of gone strawberry blonde now, you know, I'm creeping I out. I think you could still, it's not It's not the Kenny Anderson ginger that, you, you know, of old, of old. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely dimmed in your, in your thirties, but I reckon you could still make the list. Um, who would make your list, Dick? I'm just trying to think who else. Uh, what about the matey from, um, Mexico? Har- Harry Potter. Oh, Canelo, yeah. Canelo. I, was thinking, I was thinking Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley, yeah. Can he fight? And, uh, he probably can fight. I bet he can fight. Um, Spelliamas. Emma Stone, the actress. Big fan Good of Emma ginger. Stone. Yeah, solid. Uh, what about, uh, what was the, the prince who left? Harry. Which one was that? Harry. He's ginger, isn't he? Yeah, he loves his boxing too. Get him on the pod. Get him on the pod. <laughs> him and Megan. Uh, any, anyone else would you, would you sprinkle in there? Sprinkle in a ginger, uh, John Arnarisa. Um, oh, that's a great shout. Yeah. Uh, solid, solid, solid ginger. Avid Merriam. Um, yeah. Quiet taste, but ginger. Um, I think I'm there. I think, I'm out, I think I'm out of gingers now. I mean, the rest of them are really hard to like, to be honest. But I, I can't believe you pulled Risa out of nowhere as well. Skulls? Skullsy. Yeah. Skulls is ginger. He's, he's ginger. Definitely yeah. ginger. 
But, but yeah, maybe uh, let's tell you what, let's reach out to Barker. We could probably get a top ten. La- from la- yeah, uh, Jessica Rabbit. That's the last one for the list. Okay, so we'll have a break there, George. Before we do, though, um, just the rest of that card. Gary Cully returned the the lightweight prospect who got knocked out in the first Taylor Cameron card. He returned with a points win against Reese Mould. Sky Nicholson won. Zelfa Barrett won. Thomas Carty won. The most impressive performance for me on the night was from Paddy Donovan. So we mentioned Andy Lee. Andy Lee was on comms, but also in the corner, Paddy is his boxer. 24-year-old Limerick Southpaw. Uh, who stopped Danny Ball, uh, dropped him f- twice in the fourth, and then the uh, towel came in. Very, very good prospect is Paddy Donovan. Um, I guess he must have signed with Matchroom now. What was Danny Ball's ring walk tune in Ireland? He could rewrite, oh, Danny, oh, Danny oh, Ball. Oh, Danny Ball. <laughs> Get Barry McGuggan to do it. Yeah, do anyway, it. Paddy Donovan, very impre- very excited about Paddy Donovan. 24 years old. I think that's a name that our listeners should uh, get familiar with. Um, all right, George, let's have a breather there because then we're going to mm-hmm. take a little Virgin Atlantic flight to Las Vegas and uh, see what went down there. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what? they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus right deck we're back and this is our Monday episode of How About That from the weekend. But I want to let the listeners know right now that Wednesday, we've got a tremendous episode coming your way. That sounds like us. Fresh off his big win, his underdog win, we have Nathan Heaney. Oh. He's in the club. He's joined the club. He's coming in Wednesday to talk about his emphatic win over Denzel Bentley. But um, also pretty much about the underdog mentality. Um, he's got a fantastic story. So I'm looking forward to this. Me too. Nathan Heaney, very much the man of the moment. And what do we do with men of the moment? We get them in the bloody pod, on the pod, don't we? Um, yeah, we do. I'm looking forward to Nathan Heaney. But in America at the weekend, mm. actually, just before we do, George, Nicole Kidman, Damian Lewis. There's some gingers for you. <laughs> just keep... All right, we'll just keep... We've got to add one at the end of each yeah. um, line. Steve Sidwell. Steve Collins. Sorry, listeners. Um... There was, a, there was a big show, a double header, and George, this was actually a historic one because it's the final 
pay-per-view that Showtime will ever do. After 37 years in the game, they kicked it off Showtime down the strip at Caesars Palace. Marvin Hagler against Mugabe, I think it was, was their first fight. 37 years later at Mandalay Bay, their final pay-per-view ever. Uh, and it was a it was a belter, to be fair. Mm. Um, we'll start at the top of the bill where Benavidez, David Benavidez, stopped, beat up Demetrius Andrade, the previously undefeated Andrade. They pulled him out after six. It was an absolute hammering. And he has announced himself as the heir apparent for Canelo, as far as I'm concerned. What did you what do you think, George? So Benavidez gave Andrade a mm. beatdown. And I don't know if yeah. I was quite ready for that. You know, Andrade, I've been a, an admirer of for a long, long time. I thought he's... Um, Two-weight two world champion. Two-weight world champion. He's a, he's a handful for anyone. Benavidez, you know, they've been... I feel like they've been talking about him forever. So, And he's had some good wins of late. He's sort of starting to really step out of the shadows. But I think this has got to be his best win, surely. Yes. This was... This was the next one. So when he boxed Caleb Plant, that was in March. That was like his big moment, like his big, another sort of A-lister opponent. And then Andrade again, a big undefeated name. Andrade was 32-0 and before last night. Um, and Benavidez, you say it feels like he's been around for ages because he has, but he's only 26. He's 28-0 and with 24 knockouts. Included in that list is Andrade now, of course, Plant, Lemieux, you know, so is uh, Angulo, Anthony Durrell. So he's got big wins, like, to, at that level. Um, and I think now, based on what he did last night, like, if he'd fiddled his way through and nicked it or looked crap, because Andre can make you look crap, then fine. But he didn't. He absolutely put a beat down on him. And now the fight for me, the fight in world boxing now, is Canelo against... The, Benavides on May the 4th, which is the Cinco de Mayo weekend this year, my birthday as well. So I'm hoping they, they sort it out for that, to mark that um, occasion. But yeah, Canelo Benavides on Cinco de Mayo, that is colossal. That is what we need. And I'd be very disappointed if Canelo boxes anyone else. Who else could he box though? Sure. I mean, they almost spoke about it before his fight um, last time out. And they were talking about it's going to be... Um, all Mexican affair, Cinco de Mayo next year. Has and Benavidez be. has done his end of the bargain. He's got through Andrade yeah. uh, and looked good by all accounts, looked amazing doing it. I think it makes for a mega, mega fight. I mean, is it not on Showtime? Does Showtime not want to hang out for one more pay-per-view next <laughs> year? Mexico, it's all Mexican affair, surely. I mean, that, it's it's incredible that Showtime pulling out of pay-per-view boxing you know I'm not mm. exactly sure why I think they're part of the are they part of the Paramount yes um, conglomerate so Paramount are concentrating on bringing Frasier back now I'm worried about re-watching Frasier deck <laughs> I love Frasier if the new Frasier I mean I'm pretty sure it doesn't have Niles it's not going to have uh, the dad in it if it's not got Roz in it am I going to watch it Probably. Am I going to enjoy it as much? Absolutely not. No. Would I rather mm. you spend your money on pay-per-view boxing that actually makes you money? Absolutely. Do it. Just do it. Um, 
I'm not having it, deck. It's out of order. No. It's, it's disappointing that I spoke to Espinosa about this because there was this suggestion that, oh, Showtime will go, but they'll still do pay-per-views. But you can't really because then you haven't got a production line. You can't just, you can't do that. But when you have something ready-made like this, then you could. Same with Tank, who's going to be boxing in January. They could hang around for that because the production line is still rolling just at the moment. Um, but apparently, they'll you know, they'll be gone by then. But... Benavidez Alvarez will make so much money. I don't really think the broadcaster matters. Uh, you know, Netflix are involved in boxing now. There's all sorts of things they could do. But the crux of it is that Benavidez is the WBC interim champion at super middleweight and Canelo is the, the main champion. So he couldn't be doing more to turn the screw in that sense. I'm actually going to interview Mauricio Suleiman, who's obviously in the club this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is very much on the agenda, what the plan is there. The only thing I can see Alvarez doing is maybe like boxing Bivol again, maybe um, trying to get the Bivol rematch or like doing something mad like boxing at cruiserweight. But like, you know, he'd already kiboshed that before. So I'm just hoping, hoping that it makes so much sense and on a Mexican holiday for those two to go at it. Um, let's just say, and it all falls into place and we do get it. What do you think happens in that fight, George? Oh, don't ask me that, Dick. Just now, no, just I'm early, early because you know. No, because straight away you're thinking Benavidez straight off his win this weekend. You're thinking Benavidez is going to be Canelo's toughest yeah. test yet. Might push him. Might be his time. Twenty six. He might get him. Everyone's saying Canelo's on the slide, but oh, right, right. Canelo off it. He's at your peril. Do you know what I mean? There's always question marks. I don't know. I can't help it. You know, the Charlo fight gets made, and it's the little Charlo if there is such a thing. Um, <laughs> he's still a foot and a half taller than Canelo Alvarez. Um, he looks like the bigger man. But did he show it in the fight? Absolutely not. He just got absolutely bossed. It was one-sided. It was to the point of like, I feel sorry for Canelo, <laughs> you know, because this guy's come to not engage and he's trying to sell the show. He's trying to be the man, you know. Um, so no way can I sort of even dip my toe in to even guessing at what this what this what this could be benavidez is he just getting better yes i mean as i say i feel like he's been around a long time but if he's only 26 i'll tell you what i had a sparring partner come over called anthony sims right he came over to spar me for chris anthony sims junior fight right so that's early 2018 right he'd sparred everyone um everyone everyone uh i said you know as you do dropping him home one day after sparring i was like so who do, who do you rate then? He's like, without without even a, a breath, he goes, Benavides. I was like, what? Uh, David? He goes, yeah. He said, he's young, but he's a monster. Um, he says, I have my concerns. He said, you just, shots bounce off him. He's a different animal. I was thinking, all right, nice one, mate. <laughs> uh, I might not be around. I've only got two fights left, so one of them won't be Benavides. <laughs> Well, I'll keep an eye out for him. I might get some money on him. So, um, yeah. and it, Yeah, so that, that would have been some years ago now. and that, So he would have been about 20 yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, he must have been probably. a pup. But he's in the pro gym. Yeah. Fighting uh, brother boxes, boxing family, I'm sure. Maybe maybe yeah. this is the time for Canelo to get him rather than waiting two more years when he's a bit older and maybe Benavidez a bit more in his prime. Mm. Sean Anderson has gone early. Sean Anderson on Twitter. Thanks for getting in touch. He First of all, he said it, the... The non-knockdown was astonishing, but he says Canelo beats Benavidez in a controversial points decision, which seems like a very likely outcome in that fight. 
Um, depends what Canelo, like there was talk of Canelo being on the slide and whatnot, but they kind of showed that that probably isn't the case against Charlo. You know, maybe Charlo wasn't the opponent we that needed to sort of show that or display that in any way. Um, but yeah, great story, David Benavidez as well. His brother, Jose Jr., uh, is the elder, slightly more fated, more accomplished, like the sort of amateur star. I think the old man might be the trainer as well. Um, and David was just overweight, just like a fat kid, in his own words, in the gym, just annoyed at being like, being like uh, people calling him names and that. He was like, well, I'm going to get good epoxy. I'm going to beat these people up. And that, I mean, now, apparently he's, he's close to like 200 pounds in the ring. He's a, he's a beast. And Canelo is not really, he's sort of grown into a super middleweight stature wise, but he's not, he hasn't got the, the range of someone like Benavidez. Be very, very interesting fight. Very, very hungry, powerful, fearless guy. Combination punching is ridiculous as well. Um, I just really hope they make it. It'd be a real shame if they didn't. Um, on the subject of Jose Benavidez, George, yep. he was on the undercard, or he's the chief support. So it was a bit. It was a bittersweet night for um, for the Benavidez family because he got beaten mm. on points by Jamal Charlo, who was back after nearly 30 months absence from the ring. That was a catch weight of 163 pounds, but Jamal came in three pounds over. I think it was three pounds and six ounces, or three pounds and four ounces over. Went away to try and get it off, came back and was two ounces heavier on the second way, which you kind of have to, you have to admire it. He's gone, don't care. <laughs> He's like, go on then, pull the fight. <laughs> See if I care. Um, People losing their minds about it, you know, it's disrespectful to boxing and all that sort of stuff. But Charlo's just turned up. He's, you know, he's had a hell of a time outside the ring, mental health problems. He's talked about being suicidal and stuff. And he's got himself back in business, but couldn't get the last three pounds off. Yeah. Uh, why do the, why come back and reweigh? Is it must be a rule. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just wasting. Can you imagine the board of officials just sitting there, like, all right, all right, <laughs> just see him having a drink. I'll give you two hours to go and get that weight off. He's like, all right, I, I, I'll miss my dinner. I'll sit here and wait. I'll give you that time. And he's fucked off. <laughs> Got done nothing. Come back. He's like, right. Hope you got it off, son. And he gets on the scale. He's like, fucking waste my time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking waste the time. He came in heavier, only fractionally. I think it's the first time I've ever seen that happen, by the way, George. Anyone re-weigh heavier? No, I mean, the listeners need to get in. I'm sure it has happened more than once. Mm. Um, definitely in the UK, you come in heavier. But it's like, yeah. So he must have. T- he probably took a bit off and then thought, nah, fuck it, I'll have a drink. <laughs> because it's only point two. He wouldn't have bothered just burger. having two little sips and just to get on the scales to wind, yeah. the, wind the guy up. But, oh, well, that was... He's back though. I mean, he's back to to an extent and he won. Um, Benavidez for me, not really a middleweight, um, although he's been campaigning there, but Jamal Charlo, big guy, obviously did the business over 10. It was a really entertaining fight actually. And it's good, like if Jamal Charlo can get back in business, that middleweight division is a bit weird at the moment. Like he's been, he's the champion still with the WBC. Another thing I'll ask Maurizio about, but um, it'd be good if he got back, gets back in business and just, it's a bit of stardust in that division, which needs it. Um, but he did the business. The best thing I think, though, about that entire card, George, was the poster. 
Have you seen the poster? I have seen the poster because you sent it into Mate. the chat. It's a good poster. I well, honestly, you know, when something for the whole day, you just keep thinking about it and keep laughing to yourself. I was chuckling to myself all day. Did you twig it straight away? Yeah, the whole thing. Like, I can imagine it's a poster that you see and you're like, that's a bit different, but you don't know why. It just gets better and better. It gets better and better. You just look down. They're all smiling. It's not just... <laughs> Benavidez's got like weird hair and then Andre's kind of looks like a yoga teacher and then they're all grinning. You're like, what? It's like, what? I just hope that someone did that on purpose because it's genius if they did. Yeah. Like, they're like, Joe, we're going to do We're going to troll people here like with this big fearsome card with, you know, like it's a murderer's row and they're all just grinning. They literally all look like sort of they're doing a talk at a tech conference or something. It's, uh, as my mate Chris Lloyd said, he messaged me that, especially Matthias, Sabriel Matthias, who is a bona fide monster at Light Welter, he looked like he was going to go and talk at a conference about like Bitcoin or something. Um, but I mean, amazing. Whoever did it, whoever did that um, poster, hats off to you because it's my favorite fight poster I think I've ever seen. And that card, like I said, Matias did one mention on him. He beat Shojahon Ergashev, who was 23-0. So it was a big fight for him. Stopped him in six. He's the IBF super lightweight or well, uh, light welterweight champion. Mm. He is the business, Matias. He's, is he ginger? Nah, sadly not. ginger, not. don't make the can't, list. Can't claim him. Nah, um, fuck. He's very good, but he that division is is very tasty at the moment with like Teofimo Lopez and well, it's Devin Haney against Regis Progre on in December, December the 9th, the day before Chris Billum Smith. The winner of that against Matias is a is an absolute war. Um But yeah, George, what a lovely weekend of, of boxing. Great weekend of boxing deck. Can't argue. Uh and we still got a couple more to get us over the line for Christmas. Yeah. Got a couple more cards. Awaiting, which is mm. uh, exciting. Next next week, George, is... Remember I said that I thought that Zorro against Opatio was the first ever uh, GGBC derby? Yeah. It ain't, because on this weekend... Hold the phone. This weekend... They've got to be cruisers, weights. Mick Conlon boxes Jordan the Thrill Gill. Ah! In Belfast. Yes. Yeah. Of course. So two of our boys going up against each other. It's the first time in this club's history. So it's a, a big, big moment for us. Um, it will definitely be a draw because obviously that's how the cookie's going to crumble because mm. if you come on here, you don't lose. Um, <laughs> and that's a Belfast card. It was supposed to be Hamza Shiraz against Liam Williams because Hamza Shiraz damaged an ear mm. in sparring. Uh, that will come next year. But that undercard's been moved to the 1st of December. So Friday at York Hall top of which is Moses Atalma. Yes. Our ECM. boy, the 18-year-old prodigy. Is he not going to uh, Saudi as well for the 23rd? No, he's not on that card, which is surprising. Um, he's beyond this. Uh, apparently, that would be his last knock-ins for the year. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they slipped him out. If, you know, if he does the business in a round or whatever, then maybe he gets another one. But apparently, it won't be in Saudi. Um, so, yeah, another big weekend coming up in the boxing world. But before that, it's Nathan Heaney time. It's Nathan Heaney, Wednesday. So you can listen on Wednesday morning on Apple and Spotify, as always, right? Uh, and if you're out and about, make sure you hit the follow button on the Apple and uh, Spotify, you know, subscription bit. Is it true you can watch this on YouTube now? Wednesday's episode, you can watch that on YouTube, the Boxing News YouTube channel. That'd be out in the evening. Uh 
I like to say five o'clock, set your alarm clock, but if it's not quite there, it'll be up that evening, it might be six. We have to nudge nudge the older boxing news chaps. They're the ones who like to tell us about the algorithms of when you're gonna finally get to see the episodes. But um yeah, I'm looking forward to this one, Deck. Uh, Nathan mm, Eady will be there. Me too. Shiner and all. You know, it's a couple it's, I hope he brings his belt. I hope he brings his belt. I hope he's still got a couple of markings, you know, like fresh fresh off the fight scene uh, yeah. hopefully he's left like no no treatment because you can speed up recovery a bit of arnica at times maybe a bit of anti-inflammatory ibuprofen but maybe he's thought now fuck it I want this uh, podcast to be authentic so I'll just stay smarred with from battle that's what we need that's what we want um Okay, that's Wednesday. Of course, if you don't like adverts, you can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Uh, thank you to everyone who got in touch on the socials. If you want to do that this week, George, what's the handle? Well, the handle is always the same. Uh, GG Boxing Club on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You can email us, ggboxingclub at crowdnetwork.co.uk. Uh, leave us a little review on, on the Apple while you hit the follow button. Leave us a review and you can write in your review something extraordinarily fascinatingly great that we will mention on the show as long as you've hit the five-star review with it. Uh, other than that, like, we don't really want to hear from you. So uh, no other ways. Uh, and the merch is out there for Christmas merch. People are saying to me every day, what can I buy my wife? What can I buy my grandma for Christmas? What can I get my dog? I'm like, Linktree, merch, GGBC. Do they like snapbacks? Snap Nan wants a snapback. Mum, mum wants a hoodie. Dog needs a water bottle. We got it all. It's all in there. Yeah. All, all all sizes restocked. Christmas looming. Uh, make it happen. Mick Hucknall. He's ginger. <laughs> he might want a snapback. He would look good. He'd look decent in snapback. And send in your favourite gingers. Simply red. Yeah. Send in favourite gingers. Probably don't do it on the uh, Apple reviews section. Maybe just keep that for Twitter or Instagram. It might look a bit weird otherwise. But if you are, yeah, if you do listen on Apple, leave us a review. Like Scrimmers did yeah. on Thursday. Well done, Scrimmers. He yep. said, absolutely superb. Five stars. Wonderful. Thank you, Scrimmers. He said, the Frotch V Groves one listen, watch along is simply superb and enthralling. Top class sports broadcasting. Thanks, Scrimmers. Thanks for leaving us a review. Thanks for that positive feedback. And thanks for flagging to anyone who hasn't listened yet. Yeah, what are you waiting for? Go and listen to that. Thanks for calling us sports broadcasters. That's made my day. Pressure though, isn't it? it? Means you can't piss around too much. Did you fact, I reckon you're a broadcaster, aren't you? I've got to be a broadcaster, haven't I? Mm. You'll be a broadcaster soon, Dick. Yeah, Dick. one day. I'll be a real boy. Uh, anyway, before <laughs> I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you along with Nathan Heaney and hopefully his British title belt on Wednesday, George. Fantastic idea. See you Wednesday, Dick. <laughs>